0: Good morning. This is Ozarks at Large. I'm Kyle Kellums. With me is Heim Goodman Strauss. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Heim. He's a math professor at the University of Arkansas. And last time we were talking about the, the card game Bridge. Oh, right.
1: And so you're dealing out all 52 cards to uh, to four players, starting with the um, person to your left and dealing clockwise. Is that right? Clockwise is this way. Sure. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's how so, you do it. Uh, and you're interrupted in the middle of the deal. You return to the table and you want to deal out the rest of the cards. So that nothing, everybody would have gotten what they would have anyway. And, and you're going to do, gonna do this without asking people to
0: count cards? No, and like that. So you can instantly, instantly... It's such a cool puzzle. ...deal so that it comes out right. Yep. How is that done?
1: You deal uh, counterclockwise starting on the bottom of the deck from yourself.
0: Which means all the cards will go where they were supposed to exactly go. Exactly
1: right. You're just running the deal backwards.
0: I will suggest if you're in a high-stakes poker game that right. this might get you shot, shot. but... But, that, that, but, but this way, the cards all do end up the same bridge way. Bridge more Please. genteel. they will get you stabbed with an right. olive fork.
1: <laughs> 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 well, that was just – I love that puzzle. Hey, but speaking of fraud, <laughs> yes, I know that you're always interested in ways of uh, having fraud avoid detection. Yes. And so this is uh, – We've talked at length before
0: about encryption and how mathematics works in right. that.
1: And we, uh, so this is a good way so that you won't go to jail, Kyle. This is a really important thing to know about. It's called Benford's Law. Benford. Yeah. And it actually was discovered by uh, a physicist, Newcomb, who discovered in 1881, who um, was flipping through uh, tables of logarithms, which most people – anyway, and he noticed that the pages that started with one were much more well-worn than, say, the pages that corresponded to numbers beginning with nine. The tables of logarithms are just – Tables of of mathematical information that would be like for 1 through 10,000 or something. And uh, so people needed to know things more about numbers that began with 1 than numbers that began with – it was really kind of curious. And then Benford, about 50 years later, uh, rediscovered the law and popularized it when he um, noticed that like statistical data like uh, addresses or lengths of rivers or just numbers that appear in over thousands of magazine articles – Have this exact property that numbers beginning with one, uh, in many many kinds of data, appear much more frequently than numbers that begin with nine.
0: Well, now I can kind of get that with addresses because,
1: yeah, you're you're more likely
0: to start with one, and then
1: addresses are kind of funky because, um, like for example, there's world's tallest buildings. Well, of course they all begin with one, right? Yeah, but links to rivers doesn't make much sense. Yeah, river, I mean that could, that's right.
0: it seems to be a pretty random thing. That's
1: right. In fact, for the right kind of data, which is, this is sort of a very universally common kind of data, um, ones will appear about 30 percent of the time as the leading digit and nines will appear only 5 percent of the time. Hmm. I'm, I left uh, – I had a world almanac in my office. I was meaning to bring it in and I forgot. But we were going to flip through and – you know i was going to actually put some uh, some data on my on the website mathfactor.york.edu and see if people can detect which is the fraudulent data and which is the real data so the explanation is pretty straightforward um, as long as the property that you need is that big numbers occur about as the same as little numbers that roughly speaking what's really sort of evenly random is the number of digits if you plot those you remember slide rules vaguely I think yes every one of our listeners under the age of 60 probably 55? When did slide rules—probably has no idea what a slide rule is. We're under that age, but—
0: Well, I, you know, I am 46, and I don't think I ever used a slide rule in school. My brothers, my older brothers did. I would say if you're under 50, there's a chance you didn't use one. I knew what they were, and I saw my brothers using them. See, being a math geek, I I loved— playing with slide rule, well, Even though I didn't have to. Well, I just... I, <laughs> I, anyway. <laughs> I, I think, the, you know, because calculators start coming in uh, in the late 70s. Yeah, right. So
1: I'd say... They were still pretty expensive. Certainly if you're under 40, you do not, no you did not use... No idea what I'm talking right. about. So you just have to imagine, those of you who have no idea what a slide rule is, that they exist. <laughs> if Anyway, the way a slide rule works is that if you plot things by basically logarithmically by the number of digits that they have, they'll be exactly... Uh, Spaced out evenly, right? And so, um, and so, the kinds of data that has this property are the kinds of data that would be evenly spaced if you put them on this scale, the kind of scale on a on a slide rule. Those of you who have any visual memory of a slide rule, will remember that about thirty percent of the length of it was one, began with one, and the nine, you know two, three, four, they got shorter and shorter and shorter and then the nines where each region was sort of crammed in at the end. That's exactly what's going on with this Benford's hmm. law situation. So here's the – this is what you should do. If you're going to commit fraud – Yeah, I was going to ask how this gonna, all connected yeah, to fraud right. again. So I know you submit your expense accounts to – Your Rick isn't listening to this. Is <laughs> oh, you? no. And uh, <laughs> make sure that the – this has actually been used in real – it's admissible evidence in court trials and – uh, for example, the Iranian election, which of course is highly likely to have been fraudulent, mm-hmm. the voting tallies did not conform to Bedford's law. Make sure that if you have a wide range of data of all different scales, that you make sure that the uh, first digits are one about thirty percent of the time, that the last digits, I mean first digits, nine about only five percent of the time.
0: That doesn't guarantee and that you'll get away with fraud. It just means that
1: they won't catch you this way. They won't be able to use Bedford's, Benford's law. Yeah. Hmm. It's very interesting. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. Call one four seven nine five seven five six three three two, 479 575 and uh, leave your name, location, comments, brief puzzle, and we'll put it on our sixth anniversary special.
0: Yeah, certainly tell us where you're calling from. Yeah, we're well, really – that's so cool. You know, what would be fantastic is if all seven continents could be represented. Wow. Maybe tough. But we know we have listeners in Australia. We yeah. know we have listeners in Europe, North yeah. America.
1: What about, like, fabled lost continents? No. Those are harder to— <laughs> No.
0: Don't call us from fabled <laughs> lost continents.
1: <laughs> Next week, I'll, I've got another fraud pre- detection prevention tip.
0: Fantastic. Thanks. A regular McGruff the crime dog here. <laughs> I'm, <like laughs> I'm Goodman Strauss as a math professor at the University of Arkansas.